on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. Canucks fans are up in arms about Roberto Luongo rocking Panther threads and which three Canucks are primed to take a step back this upcoming season. It is Locked on Canucks on August 16th and it starts right now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I am your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me at Twitter at underscore process sports and our show's twitter account of course is locked on canucks so please follow us on both socials we are very active on all of that please also like and subscribe to our youtube channel if you aren't doing so get on it already and i want to thank you for making locked on canucks your first listen of the day we are free and available wherever you get your podcast services, most importantly. So, guys, might notice the background change. I'm back in Toronto. Uh, I flew out, left the beautiful West Coast, my home, and cried for five hours straight while I was on the plane leaving back home because I did not want to. I'm sure all you British Columbians know that BC is the most beautiful place on earth, and I am getting to notice that now. But I digress. I'm happy to be back in Toronto. Happy to get back into the swing of things with work and making sure that Locked on Canucks is always delivering. So today we will deliver a few tidbits of information. Um, yesterday, here in Toronto, the Hockey Hall of Fame, you know, put their out on their glass outdoor, put their inductees. So of course we saw Henrik and Daniel Sedin wearing Canucks colors, but the third member. Roberto Luongo was seen in that glass image on that glass, you know, that glass, whatever it's called, wearing Florida Panthers colors. And, you know, I was one that tweeted it out. Hey, what the hell? Roberto Luongo is a Vancouver Canuck. Uh, he should not be a Florida Panther. So I wanted to talk about that first right off the shoot because People out there are saying that, oh, Roberto Luongo should be wearing Canucks, you know, jersey, uh, Canucks threads. Or, no, he's actually a Florida Panther. And I'm going to give you guys my opinion on that situation. When I think of a player and I think about what team they belong to, you know, of course, you think of Michael Jordan. You don't think about his time with the Wizards. You think about his time with the Chicago Bulls. When you think about... Ken Griffey Jr., you think about him mostly as a Seattle Mariner. When you think about Wayne Gretzky, I think most people remember him or think of him as an Edmonton Oiler. When I think about Roberto Luongo, where did the biggest moments of his career transpire? Vancouver. Yes, I understand that you know he made a name for himself in Florida. He went back. He had two different stints in Florida. He works in the organization. I get all of that. But when I think of wit, when 
uh, athlete is belonging to a certain organization. Now, hockey is not like baseball where you get inducted to a inducted as a member of a certain team. Uh, you just you're inducted into the Hall of Fame and you're kind of showered as everybody. But when I think of Roberto Luongo, and you can call me biased because I am a you know a Canucks fan, but the situation is this: when you look at the landscape of Roberto Luongo's career. Where did the best moments and the most prominent moments of his career take place? Well, he became a team captain in Vancouver. He had his best season, I think, statistically, 06-07 in Vancouver. He led the Canucks. He had his first playoff appearance in Vancouver, and pretty much his only playoff appearances were in Vancouver. Where did he lead a team to the Stanley Cup Finals or backstop a team to the Stanley Cup Finals. Vancouver. Where did he play in the Stanley Cup Finals? Like I just mentioned, Vancouver. Where did he sign that massive contract where then it would have to be my contract sucks? Vancouver. Where did he lead Canada to a gold medal on home ice back in 2010? Vancouver, when he was a member of the Vancouver Canucks. So what I'm trying to say is this. It's fine and dandy that Roberto Luongo is still a member of the Florida Panthers. He had two different stints in Florida. But at the end of the day, regardless of what anybody has to say, when you think of Roberto Luongo, you think of him as a Vancouver Canuck because that's where he was relevant. That's where he was getting all the media attention. And that is where he became mainstream. When Roberto Luongo was in Sunrise, Florida, nobody gave a rat's you-know-what about him because he was in Florida. He played in one of the biggest media markets in the NHL, Vancouver. I don't care what you have to say. Vancouver is a fishbowl of a media market for the, especially hockey. He was there from 2006, 2007 to 2014. During that time, the Canucks had their greatest amount of success in franchise history. He had his greatest amount of success personally. I'm not a math. I wasn't great at math or anything like that. But when I look at the landscape of Roberto Luongo's career, he was a Florida Panther, but he will be remembered as a Vancouver Canuck because to the public's eye, to the regular people out there, to the average hockey fan, they will remember. You don't have to be a Canucks fan. They will remember Roberto, Roberto Luongo, 2011 finals, pumping the tires. They will remember Roberto Luongo, 2006, 2007, 70 stops in a playoff game. They will remember Roberto Luongo was the captain of the Vancouver Canucks. They will remember the battles with Chicago, with him and Dustin Buff. They will remember the bathroom incident in Anaheim back in the 07 playoffs. You know what they won't remember? The time he spent dwindling away in Florida over there. Now, people in Florida might be outraged by that and all that, but Roberto Luongo is a Vancouver Canuck, will be remembered as a Vancouver Canuck, and if if he had to, he would go into the Hockey Hall of Fame as a Vancouver Canuck. On a side note, when I was going back to what he was doing, where did Roberto Luongo create this whole strong bone personality? When he was in Vancouver. So 
I just wanted to get that out there and put my opinion out there that Roberto Luongo is a Vancouver Canuck. He will always be remembered as a Vancouver Canuck. And everybody out there that doesn't believe me, well, you can just kiss my you-know-what because the facts are the facts, Jack and Roberto Luongo. I don't care if he's wearing a Florida Panthers thing on the outside of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Roberto Luongo will always be, always be a member of the Vancouver Canucks. Hope you guys enjoyed that rant. Um, so I just want to put that out there that, yes, Roberto Luongo, no matter what the outside the Hockey Hall of Fame says, and everybody's kind of talking about that, um, Roberto Luongo is a member of the Vancouver Canucks forever. Uh, so coming up after this break, we're going to dive into the few players that I believe, that I believe will take a step back, potentially, come next season. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. If you guys haven't tried yet, Built Bar Puffs, are de- you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That is right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a slight and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it is healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. That you, Or you can find a really good hiding place like I do and hoard them for yourself. Like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs, whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night treat, or just a quick bite to grab. Built is the perfect protein bar. They taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Special offer for you guys today. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. And we are back. Welcome back, ladies and germs, to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. I, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. So, as I mentioned, right now, we're going to be going over a few players who in 2022-23 might take a step back. Tomorrow, I'll be talking about players that need to step up. Um, So, today, it's going to be the players in the negative. Um, it was kind of hard, and I want to preface my comments by saying if they take a step back, that doesn't mean they're going to be a bad player. It just means they're not going to equal the output they did last year. They still will be productive. They still could be helpful to the team. They're just not going to be as productive or as efficient or as good as they were last year. So number one to me is Luke Shen. Now, he was amazing last year. You know, he was acquired... Uh, second stint in Vancouver, you know, he signed a contract worth just under a million bucks. Um, and there wasn't very many expectations, but 
he became a fan favorite with, you know, his physical play, you know, his toughness, standing up for his team, just an all-around good glue guy. Um, he eventually became Quinn Hughes' partner. And, you know, he played there, you know, longer than anybody, everybody else had all season since Chris Tanev left. And, you know, the Canucks have been dying to look for a partner for their number one defenseman in Quinn Hughes. Um, you know, he's a stay-at-home defenseman. You know, allowing Quinn Hughes to, you know, scope the ice and be a bit more aggressive, do what he uh, does best. You know, he also had his best offensive season in his NHL career. He had 17 points in 65 games. Um, but with that being said, he's going to this year being 32. The end of the light at the end of the tunnel is near for Luke Shen. He's going to, you know, another year probably lose some more foot speed and he wasn't the fleetest of foot to begin with. Um, I think he might have a decent year, but I don't think we're going to see him at the 17 points or, you know, being as effective as he is. Because as I was saying a couple of weeks ago, as much as I like Luke Shen, I don't want to see him playing with Quinn Hughes for an entire season because Quinn Hughes is a, a thoroughbred horse. You need a guy who's got that stabilizing, stabilizing factor that Luke Shen has, but also can do a bit of everything. You know, you see that with Devon Taves playing with Kale McCarr or Josh Manson or those guys that play in the Colorado back and they let Kale McCarr be Kale McCarr, but they also can stay back. But also they have the skill set to, you know, move the puck up the ice and play that modern game that a defenseman needs. Um, again, I don't see him. I see him being more of a 6-7 on the Canucks, not a 3-4, right? So when I look at Luke Shen, he'll be good, but I don't think you're going to see this year that there's a reason why he only makes 800000 a year. He's not going to be that top four pairing guy that we would all hope he kind of slides into because he's getting older. He's not the fastest. The puck skills aren't really the best. So I don't think Luke Shen... Um, I think Luke Shen, excuse me, will take a step back this coming season. Sticking on the back end. This one was kind of hard because everybody already, you know, beats up on him all the time. Um, Oliver Ekman Larson, OEL. I think, as I mentioned before, him and Tyler Myers formed a decent shutdown pairing last year. Of course, you know, everybody kind of maligns the contract and, you know, they thought that, you know, he was past his prime and he is. You know, he only had 29 points in 79 games, but he played 79 games. You know, he had was on the second power play unit. Um, and, you know, he played decent. You know, he wasn't worth his contract. And I think that's, to me, what is the reason why I think he'll take a step back. I think, again, another year older. Um, foot speed was, is not the, his biggest, you know, predicating skill. Um, and health. You know, he played 79 games last year, which is relatively healthy. Is that sustainable or is he going to gain more injuries? I'm not wishing any injury on Oliver Ekman Larson. For my sake, I want him to be healthy for all 82 because I think the Canucks need OEL to be at the top of his game, whatever that is right now, if they want to make the playoffs. Um, I just think that, again, he's getting older. Is he really going to be that much better? Um, if he can stay... You know, where he's at right now, I think the Canucks would be happy with him. If he can get 30 points um, and, you know, play a good shutdown role, that would be excellent. But 
I have my reservations. Not only is the contract big, but he's getting older. Injuries can happen. So I don't really know uh, what to make of Oliver Ekman Larson. I'm hoping, you know, it's similar to last year, but I think he takes a little step back. And this one right here, people might misconstrue this last person. Uh, whoa, what are you talking about? You, no, 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 no. Uh, JT Miller. I don't think, I, let me prep, no, that's why I prefaced it before. JT Miller will still be around a point per game player. He will still be the engine of the Vancouver Canucks. Still will be, uh, you know, a you know first unit power play, first line guy, all of that stuff. He will still be all that. He will still be great, but he's not going to be 99 points great. I believe this past season was the career year for JT Miller, and which is why you're seeing him want to cash out because he wants that 99 point season to justify his contract. You know, he broke his career high by 27 last year. That is huge. He only missed two games. You know, he had an unbelievable season last year and it didn't make the playoffs. But as I mentioned, I think JT Miller will have a great year. Not a, you'll have a, a JT Miller like year. He'll be, you know, six seventy to eighty points. Uh, you know, thirty to twenty-five to thirty goals. Uh, you know, fifty to forty-five to fifty assists, kind of around that benchmark. And I think he'll have a good year. He's just not gonna have a ninety-nine point year. And I think people need to understand that. JT Miller, that was a career year. That's not who he is. I don't think JT Miller is a consistent 100-point guy. I think he's a point-per-game player in the league, but I just don't think he's a 100-point guy, that next-level player. I think that everything kind of fell right for him. And just the law of averages, he's going to take a step back. It's not He's not going to fall off a cliff, but he's going to take a slight step back. So those are the three Canucks I feel that will you know, take a little step back like take a little you know put a little off their game but i still believe with the additions the canucks made and how it's all going to fit together i still think this team as i said on my locked over crossover episode last week the canucks will be a wild card team and make the playoffs so that is all that coming up after the break we're going to dive into some jt miller news and some news around the nhl before we say goodbye so stick around for that Okay, welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. So, Rick Doywell, Canucks, you know, report and all of that, um, you know, was talked to JT Miller's agent saying that he's looking, and JT Miller's agent, Brian Bartlett, said he's looking forward to camp. He's been there for three years in the media spotlight. I don't think the contract will be a distraction. Um, and then when he was asked, Will they cut off the contract once the regular season starts? Uh, Bartlett said that. I haven't talked to JT about that yet, but it's a realistic possibility. Um, I do believe that JT Miller will not allow this to be a distraction because I believe he's an ultra-focused individual and he's going to be highly motivated to prove the Canucks. You don't want to pay me. I'm going to prove to the world that you have to pay me or somebody else is going to pay me. So... I believe that part, that JT Miller will not let this become a distraction. It could be with his teammates, but I think JT Miller is strong enough mentally to not let it affect his game. As for the negotiations during the season, that might be the case, but if the Canucks offer him a deal kind of near what he wants during the regular season, 
Do you think JT Miller will turn that down? I know if I was playing and somebody offered me in the middle of the season a contract that was near the demands that I wanted, I'd just listen. I'd listen to it. I might not accept it, depending on how my season's going, but I might, you know, take a peek at it. And depending on how the season's going, it might be the thing that, hey, this is better than what I'm going to get on the open market. So I'm going to take it. So I don't really believe that, but I do believe that it will not be a distraction with JT Miller over the organization. It might be because, the, you know, players are going to have to answer that question. And, you know, depending on how JT Miller holds it, he's a very fiery individual. I can't see it, you know, teetering. But as of right now, I think he's strong enough mentally to keep uh, it bottled in. Speaking of a team that was in, interested in JT Miller, um, the Naz Kadri sweepstakes seem to be coming to an end. Of course, the former Avalanche, or then now former Avalanche and Cup winner, uh, looks to be signing with the New York Islanders. Of course, uh, it's been rumored for a minute, a hot minute. The Islanders still have to move some salary out uh, and to fit whatever the number for Kadri is in their cap structure. They still have guys like Brock Nelson. They still have RFAs on defense uh, like Noah Dobson and Alexander Romanov, who they just acquired at the draft. So what is going to happen on Log Island for them to fit Naz Kadri in, and how is that going to work? Um, I don't know, but we will see. I Hopefully it benefits the Canucks, and they get desperate, and you know the Canucks can take advantage of that. Um, Duncan Keith, that... Uh, Duncan Keith, you know, will be real. You know, the question was out there. Jay Woodcroft was a, you know, spoke to the media on Monday and real that Duncan Keith will be around the team a lot. Um, he confirmed that, you know, he would have the role with the team uh, after he retired. So, you know, Duncan Keith will be around at Edmonton. Uh, could the Capitals be shopping? Lars Eller, the 33 year old, only had 31 points. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of losing that third line center role. Um, I don't know if they're going to move him because he's not make it 3.5 million, which is pretty decent. Um, and of course, they don't have Nick Backstrom, and of course, Tom Wilson is also on LTIR. So, what's going to happen there? So, of course, kind of slow in the NHL world, but you know, there's things still festering. Eventually, that NAS Cadre deal will get done. Maybe some more deals will transpire. So, that is all the time we have for today. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. Tomorrow, like I mentioned, we will preview three players who I believe the Vancouver Canucks need to step up big time coming this season. Now, to make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Take care, guys. Stay safe. And I will talk to you both. You all, excuse me, not you both, you all tomorrow.